Welcome to the Learning Reinvented podcast brought to you by myself, James Politilo. And Katie Godden from The Learning Effect. There are lots of learning podcasts out there, so we wanted to do something slightly different. This week, we're looking at some of the steps that learning teams can take if their organisation is facing skill shortages. James, this is a bit of a hot topic at the moment. Why do you think that is? I think there's quite a few reasons that people are focusing on this at the moment. Um, some of those are a bit of a hangover from COVID. So we've got escalating cases, certainly in the UK, of people being pinged and saying that they've got COVID. So we've seen that right across industries over the last couple of years where you've seen workplaces suddenly have less people in because they've uh, had lots of people off. So someone comes in with COVID, it spreads around the workforce. If you remember, we had that certainly in food production. We've had that in other industries as well. So there's some of that hangover still, which is a bit of a short term issue where people are seeing those impacts of COVID. So you might have a site or some premises or a factory or something have a short term issue. So clearly there's skill shortages brought about by that. Some of the other stuff is longer term impacts of COVID as well. So if you think in certain industries, lots of people were on furlough for a very long time or lots of people had a sort of reawakening of what life meant to them and what their priorities were, how they wanted to work. So if you take something like hospitality, you've seen a lot of people who were on furlough for months at a time actually take that opportunity to reskill or relocate or think about doing something different with their lives. So when those properties or those businesses reopen, you've then maybe not got the chefs or the front of house staff that you would have had beforehand to come back in to do those jobs. And also, again, some of those, the skills have got a little bit tired over that time. So people need a bit of upskilling because they haven't been working through all of those things. But I think there's some of the longer term things of COVID that have caused an issue. Outside of that, you've also potentially in the UK got a bit of a Brexit issue that's coming through as well. So Brexit sort of sailed through under the radar because we were so sort of tuned into what was happening with COVID. And we have seen that maybe combined with people being on furlough, Brexit happening, there's there have been people who have returned to other countries. So we've seen a bit of an exodus of people again in, uh, impacting particular industries and some of those traditional workforces or labour pools that we've relied on over the last few years have dried up or are no longer able to be tapped into so if you've relied on seasonal staff from particular countries or you've relied on you know a certain amount of people coming in to look for work in care or other industries like that some of that talent and labour pool is no longer open to you so industries are having to think about other ways of tapping into that. And again, with COVID happening at the same time, that has made it more difficult for them to put in some of those other measures. So how might this play out in companies? So I think when it plays out in companies, it can play out in a number of different ways. It could be sort of an organisational or even an industry level problem. So it could be that you see a whole industry now has a shortage of workers. So traditionally you might have seen some industries always have a shortage of workers or have had that challenge for a number of years. So if you think coders, as as the whole world is moving online and if you're a developer or a coder, you are suddenly now 
have so much opportunity and there's so many opportunities out there but we haven't necessarily skilled enough people up to come in and do those roles so you found that you know the pandemic has pushed more and more businesses online uh, led to more innovation and disruption in industries but alongside that there's therefore more skills needed to turn those businesses from maybe a face-to-face -face model to more of a hybrid or more of a pure online model and when we entered the pandemic people didn't see that change happening as quickly or maybe some people saw the change happening as quickly but it's been exacerbated and made even quicker by the pandemic so you've got those sort of industry or specific job roles where there's a whole shortage across the piece so that creates one particular challenge for a business you might find um, again something like care or nursing which has seen skill shortages for a number of years and again they've been exacerbated possibly by the pandemic but also by issues surrounding Brexit so they might have tapped into a lot of overseas nurses or carers coming into business so but again that's a whole industry challenge again it might play out differently geographically across the country so you might find for example in areas uh, in towns in the north you might find more carers and more people able to do care work but you might find in other towns or London or more remote areas there aren't that sort of local workforce who are there so they're reliant more on transient or workers from overseas so again it impacts differently but the whole industry such as care or nursing or even if we've seen recently with HGV drivers there is a shortage across an industry and if you take HGV drivers that's a number of different factors coming together so that could be a workforce potentially aging and retiring so it may have been an expected issue but then you've got issues again around Brexit you've got challenges over people traveling with Covid you've got people thinking actually work-life balance is this a role I really want to do maybe an industry that hasn't tapped into new again potential pools so you know how many female HGV drivers are there so there's different challenges there so it could be role or specific related it could be geographically focused so it might be across your whole organization you've only got pockets of particular challenge so you might be fine in certain areas but you find in other geographic areas you've got a, a different challenge or it might be again not core roles in your business but the certain support roles maybe like those developer roles that you're finding as a different challenge because you're actually fine for all of the general roles in your business you've got people coming through the door but you've got specific pockets in your business where you're finding it hard to upskill or bring people in so I think it's vitally important that if you're in a business you are probably likely to have skill shortages at some place in your organization it might be isolated to a location, a role, a particular segment or sector of your business, or it might be across the whole industry that you work in. What do you think learning teams can do to help support uh, their organisations that they're in? I think there's a, a number of things that learning teams can do, and this is probably where they're getting into that realm of not just looking at learning as learning itself, but working as part of the organisational team. So you're effectively getting into some of the things around workforce planning and thinking about rather than just how do we help people learn, it's more the question of how do we ensure we've got the right skills 
across our business at the right time in the right location and that can drive lots of different things so for learning teams it's been part of that bigger conversation and working with other departments whether your workforce planning team exists as a whole it may do or it might be that workforce planning just is picked up across different parts of your business it could be HR, it could be finance, it could be in your operations team. But I think it's important to understand firstly where your challenges are and then think about working with those other partners in the business to think of solutions that are holistic, that involve different parts of the business. So it might be that you have to even think beyond what can we train people, but how do we deliver our services? Do we need to change how we do that? Because we're currently reliant on having too many of a particular skill to deliver effectively. So it might be in an industry, you've got a particular skill set that you're finding hard to utilize. Um, examples of that might be in hospitality, you're finding it hard to recruit chefs in particular areas, or in care, it might be that you're finding it hard to recruit nurses. And ways of looking at that in the first place might be to work with your operational teams and understand actually how can roles be restructured? Because it might be that if you've only got five rather than the 10 chefs you've had before, do you need to look at being creative with how much work you need your chefs to do or how skilled people working in the kitchen need to be? So almost re-engineering those jobs themselves. And some of the things I've seen done in the past is people will reskill maybe their front of house staff in in hospitality to be able to come in and support in the kitchen. So the chefs can be doing the really technical work and the stuff that's very skilled. Front of house staff come in and help with some of those more potentially menial tasks, but maybe food prep and some of those other things, allowing those more skilled and qualified staff to use their skills to the best effect. And that is good practice in business anyway, but is thinking about are there any things you can do to reshape your service or your staffing model in the short term to bring those things in place? So that's certainly one thing that learning teams can be doing. I think other things that learning teams could be doing is starting to think about transferable skills as well. So it might be that you've got an internal talent pool or people are picking up particular roles or skills that are giving them a good footprint into other roles that you're finding it hard to recruit or you're, you've not got people in place. And then developing very bespoke programs and also incentives to get those people to maybe transition across for either a short period of time or a long period of time into those roles. But it's important to remember that you can't just expect people to move into those roles and you've got to give them incentives, you've got to help them across because it may be that the reason people aren't in those roles is because those roles are challenging or it may be that they just require a, a greater set of skills. So you need to again understand what are the challenges around the roles that you're finding it hard to recruit and how do you make those roles as attractive and easy for people to do, whether that's moving in your own company and also consider where you might find external people coming in. So if you're bringing people external into those roles, what do they truly need to get up to speed very quickly? So what upskilling do they need 
are they actually coming in with those skills or do you need to top up their skills? Yeah, or if they're coming in with those skills, is your focus on organisational context and understanding your particular processes rather than them teaching them the, the core skills that they're being recruited in? So I think they're an immediate set of things that learning teams can do in the first instance of starting to focus in on how do we help the business immediately fix these problems and a lot of those are effectively a sticking plaster just to help you get through that first situation beyond that you might find that some of those solutions you put in place actually help longer term as well and become part of how you operate and i think it's important to think about how do you build into your business model particularly if you're entering a uh, a period of almost instability around skills or around workforce. How do you build in that ability to cope if someone leaves or if you have a particular challenge or you have a bout of sickness or whatever it happens to be in your business? Thanks, James. So you've spoken there about the, the kind of short term steps that people can take in regards to learning. What about the longer term steps? I think the longer term steps again build off your context, but it's it's looking to understand where those challenges are coming from. So if you've got a an aging workforce or, you know, you might find that that particular workforce across the industry is aging. So you maybe need to attract new talent into that workforce, or it could be that your skills within a particular workforce are becoming stale because innovation or creativity or change within that particular function or way of working or industry has meant those people who were very skilled five years ago have found that they no longer have the skills that are required to drive your business forward. So I think understanding that initial challenge should help you to understand where you should put in your focus in. So if it's about attracting new talent in, then can you tap into other talent pools? Are there other industries that have transferable skills that you can recruit from and start to develop programs to help upskill people into your industry with specific technical knowledge or whatever that happens to be? And certainly if you're in the UK, one of the, the great things at the moment is things like the apprentice levy and apprentice programs, which can be utilised to help you to do that. Or it might be about, again, tapping into things like returners to work. So people who've been out of the workforce for a period of time, whether that's maternity or paternity, or even people who've gone into retirement and wish to return part time. Can you offer some programs to help bring those people back in? Because you're having to be creative at that time of, of helping to bring different pools of talent back into your business. And you, again, this is not something you can do in isolation, but if you're part of that solution and really thinking creatively about how can we make this an attractive and easy place for people to come and work in. So that's certainly one place that the business can be looking at and, and trying to think about that long, those longer term things. The other thing is thinking about retention and career progression. So if you're, able to work with your business and look forward as to what are the skills that you will need in in the future and you know we don't necessarily have a crystal ball and be able to tell all of those but you can be pretty certain that some of the skills that you will require in the future whether that's soft skills or whether that is some of the more technical skills you can start to work towards those 
and map back from those skills to think, where are we now? Where are those skills going to come from? And again, then start to think about how you bridge those gaps and how you encourage and, and get your people within your business to think about how do we nudge them to understand that developing these skills now is going to help make them more marketable, help them perform, help uh, provide longevity to their career as they go forward. So there's lots of different things, but it, it does require to actually step back and really forward think in the business. And we're again back into the realms of workforce planning because you're not just delivering learning for today's problem. You're trying to do those things learning teams should be of really understanding what the challenge is, getting close to the business, partnering with them, and then thinking about how do we get towards that? So we've identified the problem with the business, but what are the things that we put in place, whether that's, you know, masterclasses, whether that's um, mentoring schemes, whether that is apprentice programs, whatever it happens to be that's right to bridge that gap. So those are your first two steps. The third step is then about thinking, how do you incentivize your teams or, or people outside your business to understand those career journeys and those career paths? Because again, traditionally, we might have had a very hierarchical career path that was about becoming a manager and a leader. In the future, you know, flatter structures, skills that change more often. So actually more of a portfolio approach or more of a technical career path might be things that you need to try and encourage and embed in your business and think about the infrastructure and support that you need to operate those, but also your managers do to support their teams through that. So I think there's lots of things and really exciting things that learning teams can be doing to support that. So if this is an area that people want to focus on, uh, what other resources are out there for people? I think there's loads and loads of stuff that's out there. So I would start by thinking about workforce planning, thinking about data. And actually, even before you think about that, just get out and understand your, make sure you understand your business. Think about those people who are critical to your business, your operational teams, your HR teams. So go and understand your business firstly, but you might want to, again, build your confidence up and your awareness up in this area. And uh, yeah, we ran a, a podcast episode back last year with Adam Gibson, where he's talking about workforce planning. We'll put that uh, episode in the show notes because, again, I think that's a good starting point. You know, and Adam talks about his book, Agile Workforce Planning, again, a really practical tool that takes you through some of those things. But there is loads of stuff out there, but I'd strongly encourage anyone in L&D to think about the impact they're going to have on their long term business and think about the skills challenges that you're facing in your business because they are there. And if you can start to really partner about those and start to future proof, then I think that's going to really set you in in a great place to show that you are a value add to your business. Thanks very much, James. If any of you listeners are facing skill shortages or challenges, we'd love to hear from you and what you're doing to overcome this.